Welcome to the fifth episode of Boys Peekin'. On this episode, the bear abandons the project, and Coach and Tex-Mex discuss the fifth and sixth episode of the first season of Twin Peaks. As we start this episode, we have a, an announcement to all of our loyal listeners of the sub podcast of Guys Being Dudes Radio, um, known as Boys Peekin'. It seems as if uh, one of our trifecta, the bear, is stepping away for uh, personal reasons. <laughs> Quote, I got he's, things to do at night. He's hibernating. <laughs> he's hibernating. Um, we're going to keep it going. Uh, we're going to review five and six or run over five and six today. Um, so it'll, it'll probably do it, but, uh, it, we'll see, we'll see if it runs longer or shorter or, or how we, if we, if we change the, the boys peak in format, um, in the coming weeks, but, uh, for now we're going through episodes five and six. So. We'll do five and then six after the uh, uh, ad break in the middle. Um, <laughs> so, episode five. Send Jack! Well, okay. Yeah, this is so, so annoying. Episode four is the title of episode five. The alternate title is The One-Armed Man. So, I'm going to read the wiki and we'll do quick scene by scene and go on to the next one. Um, Cooper realizes... Sarah's vision of a gray-haired man was Bob from his dream. Jacoby, reluctant to breach confidentiality, admits Laura's problems were difficult to analyze and were sexual or of a sexual. Cooper receives the results of Albert's uh, examination, killing Laura extensive bird bites and a poker chip lodged in her stomach, bearing the letter J, which Cooper and Truman connect to one-eyed jacks. Down the one-armed man from Cooper's dream, a shoe salesman named Philip Michael Gerard, who claims to have lost his arm in a car accident and seems to know nothing about the dream spirits, but does have a friend named Bob, a veterinarian, which Cooper connects to Laura's bird bites. The veterinarian's office contains twice uh, twine used to bind, uh, yeah, bind Laura's wrists. Going through the veterinarian's files, Andy finds a bird that matches the description of Laura's bites belongs, uh, belonging to Jacques. Uh, Josie discovers that Ben is plotting with Catherine. Ben meets with Leo, arranging to have the sawmill burned. Shelley gives Leo's bloodstained shirt to Bobby, which he takes to Jacques' apartment to frame Leo for Laura's murder. Uh, James and Donna have, uh, having heard of Sarah's nightmare, discover Laura's locket has been stolen. So that was the quick rundown of um, episode five. Do you uh, let me get your your feelings on this? And at this point, this would have been two weeks ago. You watch it, and I watched it in the car because Bear was. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, being a pain, but um, honestly, I think last week's episode was probably so far like the weakest. It felt mm-hmm. kind of like uh, maybe because I had to watch it in such a rush, I didn't get to focus on it as much. Mm-hmm. But it, it did feel like less happened. It was just kind of like a regular cop serial show. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we're steadily coming off of. Um, you know, was it episode three, which is like the peak Twin Peaks experience, where there's the weird <laughs> stuff, the soap opera, and the cops all together? Loser. No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Yeah, like we're coming off episode three. Um. So, uh, I'll do through the scene by scene notes I have here. Um, 
So I believe if, if I'm reading these in the correct order, which I'm probably not, it starts with them sketching mm-hmm. in Sarah's dream. Um, she also mentions, or Leland like is disheveled and mentions her uh, uh, necklace dream, and that's how the kids hear about it, I think. But um, also, Leland looks like pissed about all of it. <laughs> yeah, Leland doesn't. Yeah. Look Two visions. <laughs> Two. Um, Leland. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, uh, Deputy Andy's the one who's doing the sketch, right? I can't tell whether the actor is really good and he's playing that like dingus kind of dumb uh-huh. good old boy, or he's just a really bad actor and he doesn't know how to like act like a cop. <laughs> I, I honestly is a lot of this show. Like, are they just really bad actors or are they purposefully doing this? Uh, or are they being directed to do that? Yeah, um, like, they're really overacting a lot of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the we see that the, the obviously we knew this as the audience, um, but like Sarah Palmer has seen Bob. She saw Bob in like the second episode, I want to say, before uh, Cooper even knew who Bob was. Um, she didn't have a name or anything, but it's clearly Bob of Cooper's Bob. So, you now two people have seen, officially seen Bob in, in their dreams um, or visions. Um, I just... Uh, so, I, I took a note of this just because it, it made me laugh. I, I never paid attention to the vision uh, invitation to love stuff, which is soap opera within the show. Yeah, we get we get a quick cut to invitation to love, and just the fact that one of the characters is named Chet makes me giggle. But um, <laughs> you you overhear a line very briefly, um, where uh, there are two actresses or there's two characters played by the same actress in Invitation to Love. I believe they're called Emerald and Jade. And that's their joke about Laura Palmer's... It's the cousin, right? Is also the cousin's actress. But um, one of them is trying to get Chet to cheat on the other. And you just overhear this line while like Lucy's going through her stuff. And it's, uh, you always said you couldn't tell us apart. <laughs> <laughs> and that just fucking killed me for whatever reason. And then we get the scene of... Um, they ask Lucy what's going on at the front desk, and she gives them the entire rundown of the soap opera. <laughs> what's um, happening here? Yeah, and they're like, what's happening here, Lucy? Um, yeah. Deputy Brennan and Lucy uh, have a tiff of sorts. Um, cut to Jacoby doing the golf ball trick where he slams it into his ear and pulls it out of his mouth over and over again at the opposite of an end of a table is Cooper and they're just staring at each other <laughs> um, until like the the absolute last and I also love that Jacoby first of all they still have the map of Tibet up but that uh, Jacoby comments on it um, but he's like oh I've always been more of a, a, a Hawaiian um, person yeah, all, all about ginger yeah oh he also he pronounces Hawaiian normally a bunch, or Hawaii. It, it, it's when he says Hawaii, he's like Hawaii. Um, <laughs> uh, he has some weird comment I wrote here, where they're talking about like Laura's. He doesn't want to talk about Laura's problems because he's like my confidentiality, what have you, um, and. He says something like they're talking about like the her her boyfriends or whatever, and he's like, "Those were boys." Laura was a woman, is what the dude says. Jacoby says, and I'm just like, "That's such a fucking creepy thing." Um, your patient, and she's like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, I think Cooper explains then that she the night she died, she had sex with three women according to their tests. Um, you get Gordon Cole. We don't meet Gordon Cole until the second season. It's it's David Lynch. Um, he's like the director of the like Philadelphia FBI or something. I don't I don't remember what the title is. That gave it. 
Yeah, and he's talking about the coroners being a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is he yells. He he. They get into it more uh, next season about why he's yelling, but he's very clearly yelling on the phone, and it's just like so great. Um, but he he he's yelling that like they have a um uh he that they have like an a he has an AFO on his desk, the assault of a, a federal officer. And that, like, they, that, like, uh, what's his name? The forensic scientist is still pushing for this, like, the Sheriff Truman to get punished. And I think uh, Cooper just hangs up on him. That's <laughs> <laughs> his freaking supervisor. Yeah. Um, and then he sees the drawing. He's like, that's it. That's Bob. I didn't want to go because Cooper wasn't there in the first scene because he's like, I, I'm a big influence on other people, he says, or something like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he projects or something like that. Yeah. Um... Oh, and then, yeah, they go to, to Timber Falls to find this one-armed man because Hawk has finally tracked him down. We get a couple scenes of, like, the affair going on. Uh, more like a deputy drops his gun. Yeah. <laughs> I, Jay Boner, when we watched it, she was like, We have to rewatch that scene. I didn't even see what happened. And it's just like he goes to unholster it and just drops it. It <laughs> fucking goes off. Yeah. Well, I also love that the, the Catherine and Ben are in the room, like next door. The gun goes off and she's like, Oh, gunplay. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, You guys are threatening to commit arson and insurance fraud, and you're not a little bit more worried. Yeah. Um, Josie's there taking pictures of Catherine and Ben. Uh, um, the next episode, we find out that Josie's into something else, too. Yeah, so again, this is another invitation to love thing I noted is I don't know on whose TV it's on in Timber Falls. I don't know if it's on the Affair TV or if it's on the Shoe Salesman's TV, but I overheard this. Uh, one person says, I didn't spend 18 months up the Amazon uh, dodging blow darts for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like, this is a terribly offensive line now. And also just so great. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm because that's something I could actually see a character in this show say. Um, <laughs> something we would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might add it to the, the lexicon now. Uh, they kick in the door. The one that remains in a towel. He's very scared. Uh, there's a comment about giving little Elvis a bath. <laughs> um, <laughs> that uh, Benjamin is just awkward. Um, and he pops the suitcase while they're talking to the guy and just all of his shoes fall out. Um, Cooper thinks the tattoo said... Uh, fire walk with me and they ask him from the the one-armed man's missing arm and he's like he cries he's like the tattoo said mom <laughs> the acting was so bad in that scene yeah it says oh, mom um <laughs> so the top again did they do it on purpose did they <laughs> no idea there's a quick bathroom scene between um uh i feel like it might have been one of their first Maybe their second or third scene in the show. I feel like they don't get a lot together. Uh, Donna and Audrey are in the bathroom, and they're kind of just talking about like um, Cooper and like sharing details because they're both trying to crack the case for different reasons. Like Audrey wants to do it to sleep with Cooper, or Mary Cooper, whatever. Yeah. And has got some like, misplaced sense of duty or guilt to Laura that like she has to. And, the, and she's like, they're just going about it the complete wrong way. Like, at least Audrey is actually doing something semi-logical. James and, uh, what's her Donna. face, are just not, not smart about it. No, dude, they're like, it, it, it's like, I know that they're, they're, they're supposed to represent like a whole different thing, but the, their whole like, we can't trust the adults, we can't trust the cops is very like. Stupid. Well, very, very trope, right? Whereas Audrey's just like, oh, I will tell this FBI everything. <laughs> as long she as I... Own, she has her own motives, but, like, at least that, like, she is, like, clearly 
trying to work with the authorities who, you know, people have died around this case. Like, uh, and another yeah. woman that we just don't talk about, like, was <laughs> brutally assaulted and raped. Yeah. Oh, I told you, dude. They forget about Ronette. <laughs> um. But so, so that's that happens. Um. And to quote Bear, Audrey can get it. Oh yeah. Um. There's a parole hearing, I think, for is him. That the next, yeah. Is that the next scene? Yeah. He's he's just it, it's pretty standard. I think nothing really sticks out about that. It has a weird comment dealing with. That it's just the first. It's the first time we've really seen Hank and her, him and her interact with each other, and yeah, he's clearly not a fan, and we'll uh, soon find out why. Okay, so they then we cut to the uh, veterinarian. The they got the veterinarian info from uh, Mike. Or, it's Philip Gerard. Philip Michael Gerard, whatever. Um. That is, he was here to visit. He was at Twin Peaks, friend Bob, who is in a coma and a veterinarian. They go to the veterinarian's office. They confiscate all the files, which is a hilarious scene. Um, <laughs> where they just tell that old receptionist woman, like, taking all of your files. <laughs> and they have, uh, they start sorting it. It's like, where do we start? Yeah, um, Cooper remembers that they, they told him in his dream that they, they lived above a convenience store, Mike and Bob. So he can, makes that connection. They find the twine. Um, oh, I wrote here in my notes, literally a scene with Bobby complaining to his side girl about Laura having a side guy. Um, <laughs> Um, and then oh okay and then Bobby starts like he, he pivots his like drug selling to Leo and Jock and he's like I think they were selling drugs Um, he gets the bloody clothes and then there's the whole gun seduction scene which is just like I get it it's like soap opera bullshit but like just watching people like drag barrels of guns over their body is just super uncomfortable <laughs> um, um oh yeah and then here it's the the pistol range stuff um on their way to the pistol range uh lucy's like how will i know uh like what to sort and they're like because it'll just be birds. We just want the birds. <laughs> um, okay. Somebody has a comment here uh, that, you know, they're, they're talking about Brennan's uh, lady problems with Lucy because all the boys are at a shooting range or the pistol range in the uh, uh, sheriff's department because... Cooper wants them to practice after the Andy incident where he nearly shot his foot off. And uh, <laughs> I don't know who says it. I, it might have been. It's either Hawk or, or, or um, Truman. Is just like women were, were, were printed from uh, different blueprints or something. Or women were made from different blueprints. And then I think like they all say like, amen. <laughs> um. Also, when they're firing, like, no one is that bad at shooting a gun. <laughs> he looks like he's never touched a firearm in his life. Well, I mean, like, that's a, I think that's a small town thing, is that, like, the deputization process is, like, uh, if the state doesn't heavily regulate it, like, it's kind of just, like, left up to the counties, and, and I could see... A, a random backwoods town, like nobody even wants the job. They're just like Andy wants the job, and there's maybe like five yeah. deputies, right? And like you know, they're not all good with their guns, and like they don't even really need them most of the time, like that kind of crap. <laughs> but I love when I, yeah, they're looking at it. He's like Hawk, six for six, two kills, high marks. And yeah, you need what we need is lots of practice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's the so same. matter of fact. Andy's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's like an hour a day or something, right? Like, or thirty minutes at the range every day. That's a um, lot of bullets. Yeah, for that small town. Yeah. 
Um, the Lucy calls in at one point while they're shooting, like um, that. Like uh, she has a comment about again, like another comment about like sorting, and they have to tell her again, like just the birds, Lucy. We just. <laughs> And she's like, they're they're in alphabetical order, but not by pet, by name. And again, they're just like, that's fine. We just want the birds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they they we get a, a little background into Cooper's love life. Um, I knew a girl once. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of deal. Uh, Hawk says this like poem, uh, kind of about like you know. One woman can like make you fly like an eagle. Another give you the bravery of a lion. It's just like this thing, and they're all like, "Wow, that's really nice." And then Hawk's like, "I wrote that for a girlfriend." Because <laughs> <laughs> like I I I don't know if they were trying to play on the trope um, about like you know uh, like Native American mysticism, but like I feel like that was a good like. Uh, switcheroo there where they're like oh is this like a Native American saying hawk and he's like no it's a poem I wrote for my <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> um, since like yeah I think the last time they bring it up uh, bring bring the last two times they've brought up like mysticism or, or like culture it's been the comment about him being a tracker between Cooper and Truman which is very you know intro and then it's the discussion he had in two episodes or last episode last episode at the end of the last episode with Cooper um, where he like talks about like his culture and religion and stuff, and then Cooper's like, "Where do you think?" And then he's like, "I think Laura's in the ground." Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we get a quick scene at the double R. Uh, I think Hank comes into the double R. Um, I have a a thing here where James and Don are on the phone, and Donna's dad is complaining about diet lasagna. Um, <laughs> James goes like love struck when he sees Maddie uh, again. Laura Palmer's actress playing Laura Palmer's cousin. Um, oh yeah, they get a call like Hank. Hank goes on gets his parole or whatever. Um, I mean Norm, Norman and uh, Shelley complain about their men. Gonna go get a spa day. They go to get a spa day. Uh, we cut to Ben on the exercise bike. I think. <laughs> yeah. And then is it is that when Jerry shows up? No, 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 no. That's when um he's on the phone with Jerry, and then Audrey comes in and she's like, "Daddy, are you ashamed of me?" Um, he doesn't say no. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say no. He's like, "You're my daughter." <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote here, "You're my daughter" in quotes. Um, <laughs> They uh she she basically wants to weasel her way into a job at the department store because she knows that his store's perfume counter is somehow connected to Laura. Yeah. Um, we get another Gordon Cole call where he explains the poker. They figure out it's Jock's bird. Uh, Bobby sneaks into Jock's apartment. Uh to plant evidence and gets away from a hawk. Um, we get the Leo arson scene. Um, the Scoobies talk about, I'm just going to call them the Scoobies, talk about like the missing necklace. Um, oh, here, here's the thing. She, she's like, the police didn't, Donna is like, the police didn't love Laura. No one loved her like us. And then, <laughs> parenthetical here, I wrote, Donna sucks. Um, yeah, she's like, we're gonna find out who killed Laura for us, um, which again is like, uh, it's a murderer. Like they'll kill you. <laughs> like, um, why not? Like it's it's also there's no reason we've seen for these kids not to trust the police, like their local police. Like it'd be one thing if we had scenes, and I'm not saying that it's a fault of the show. It's just like it'd be one thing if this if there were scenes of like bad interactions between the police and them and the only we've got the part that they brought in james for questioning but they also brought in bobby because they were like laura's significant others like that's it and like they let james go right like um 
Like, Donna has no reason not to trust the police. Uh, so they gotta and, do it for themselves, though. Yeah, I, 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 Donna's got all kinds of problems, man. It, it just keeps coming. But um, yeah, she she's I, not a great character. <laughs> it's I, I think she's a fine character. I think they are setting up Audrey to be the like bad teenage girl. And, like, in reality, like, taking a longer, deeper look at it, Donna is probably much worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the worst thing that Audrey's doing? Like, she's flirting with an older man, but, I mean, she's also technically legal. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Is, I, it, is it kosher? Probably not, but, no. like, nothing, nothing illegal is happening here. She's not hiding from the cops. She's actually trying to aid the investigation in her right. own stupid teenage way, but... So, so they're both acting out of selfish reasons in so much as like Audrey wants to, let's say, marry Cooper, right? That's her high school desire or whatever. But like her actions, her methods are theoretically beneficial to the case and actually getting justice for Laura Palmer, right? Like, Versus literally burying evidence. Yes, which is what Donna is doing. And that, like, so I think Donna's acting out of like, her weird guilt, understandably, because again, Laura's barely been in the ground for a day, and she's been like all over James. So her weird guilt about James, her like, I feel like she feels personally betrayed by Laura that Laura has this, has had this secret life that she wasn't a part of, and it's like it feels like it's more about Donna, and James is just along for the ride. I think James is an idiot. And like <laughs> uh, in later season, in the in the second season, I don't think his he, his storyline is good. I think in this season it's fine, and he's just supposed to be like, you know, the the heartthrob that um, is all he's the himbo. Like he's an idiot. He's just going along with it. Like I, I feel like meanwhile he's most, the softest, dumbest one. <laughs> yeah, like his motives are like he truly believes that. This he wants to bring justice for Laura and Donna keeps telling him like okay we're gonna do it without the police and he's the one who's like are you sure? <laughs> um, okay, and then we get a, a Josie's really cagey about the motel um, that she was at the motel uh, and um, <laughs> on the phone with with the sheriff and then she hangs up. We get a great uh, little interaction between her and Pete. Um, where she's like, "How how is it at the mill today?" And he's like, "Oh, cut some wood, made some lumber." <laughs> <laughs> um, she offers to make him a sandwich, and he's like, <coughs> "And he's like, is 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 my wife asleep?" And she's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Then give me some mayo on it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of psychopath um, wouldn't put mayonnaise on their sandwich for their husband? I have no idea. And then. Uh, he talks to her about mixed doubles. Um, it's just it's a cute scene, and then she, Jersey gets a piece of mail where it's like a drawing of a domino, and it turns out she knows Hank, and Hank is sucking on his three three domino in prison, which I think is his bolo tie. Um, I don't know. I I sincerely don't think they ever explain his domino obsession. I think it's just. It, he does like it's just his calling card yeah um so that was that's that's episode five do you have any any final comments before we do the sixth summary um well we didn't talk about the last scene uh a couple james and donna the there's nightmare the Lido and uh down at the river Oh, is that in this one? Yeah. He shows up in the red Corvette when it's supposed to be a secret meeting. <laughs> yeah, he shows up in the... Leo shows up in the red Corvette. With a dead body. The, for the secret meeting with the dead body of Jock's brother, the, the one with the Jamaican accent. Um, Bernie, is it? I don't remember his name. But the, uh, honestly, he's only in that one scene before, and then he's in the body bag. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a, the Leo setup for or not setup. Benjamin Horn sets up an arson with Leo uh, in the next two days, I believe. Yep, <clears throat> it all ha- it's all happening pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Donna, Donna, and James go to dig up the locket, and then it's gone. Yeah, and then it's gone. Sure, you do that though. Yeah. Like, oh, where did it go? Maybe we shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a super tight scene. Um, so then we get to... Uh, do you have anything else on episode five? Yeah, I mean, it, it was all straightforward. There really wasn't a lot to comment on. It's just like, okay, this event happened, this event happened, which is very A, B, C, very linear storytelling. Nothing too crazy. And nothing was like... Nothing was that twin peaky, to be honest. Like, it was just a typical Only- romper. <clears throat> it's got that, like quirky comedy yeah um, but it's no, nothing like out of like okay this is crazy it's just like okay this is a little odd right, right. nothing <laughs> nothing or quirky to a fault or quirky to the max yeah <laughs> false okay. not the right word overdone <laughs> mm. really purposefully overdone sometimes yeah but i mean that was episode five really wasn't anything crazy and it just sets. I feel like it's just this total setup episode of like <clears throat> we we planted evidence in Renault's room. We planted, you know, James and Donna are clearly doing dumb stuff. Uh, Audrey is trying to get a job at the perfume counter. Yep. And the uh, cops are just going along with their case. Yeah. So, episode six, Super, aka episode five. Um, it's actually hard to find the Wikipedia's on this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wicked. The police search Jack's apartment and find Leo's bloodstained shirt and a CD magazine where Laura and Ronette advertise sexual services, which Wikipedia has uh, like blued for whatever reason. So I can click on sexual services to find out more. <laughs> uh, finding pictures of red of a red curtained log cabin, Cooper recalls his dream and postulates that the cabin is connected to the murder. In consoling, uh, counseling bleh, with Jacoby, Bobby breaks down and admits Laura was psychologically unstable and wanted to die. Maddie meets James and Donna and agrees to help investigate a hiding place for a mentioned. Audrey spies on Ben and Catherine, discovering their plan, and later gains employment at the perfume counter where Laura and Ronette work. Cooper and the meet the eccentric Margaret Wogley Lanterman, um, who claims her part her apparently sent to <laughs> with Laura and Ronette the night of the murder. Also, I just want to double back. Um, tree log is also blue lit, so I can click on tree log and learn more about tree log. <laughs> Later, they find Jock's cabin, discovering the bird and a broken poker chip. Ben meets with Josie, revealing they have been scheming behind Catherine's back. Hank Jennings, husband of Norma Jennings, parenthetical, the owner of the Double R Diner and Ed's secret lover, and parenthetical, is paroled and threatens Leo, asserting his position as the leader of the drug trade. Cooper returns to his hotel to find Audrey naked in his bed. And just... Okay. Uh, that was any... big oversimplification of a lot of stuff. Honestly, that was a shorter description of an episode where I think more happened. Yes, <laughs> seriously. I have so much more happened in this episode. Or at least, like, um, much more detailed things. Like, they got all the events, but, like... Yeah. Your, your thoughts on the episode? I love this. This is, like, this is back to Twin Peaks. <laughs> like, this was this is what the show is all about. It is a good one. It is a good one. Just wait. I mean, like, pretty much, it'll hit a, a, a streak. It, I don't know when it'll be, if it's... I, I And I don't want to look and, and know when it's coming... But it's basically like it'll be like nonstop, and I don't know if it starts at this episode or two episodes from now, where it's just nonstop great episodes until uh, we solve it. Until we solve, it. and then it kind of like teeters and falls apart. Yeah, 
All right, well, so it opens up with him being woken up by the uh, Icelanders that are just drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he gets gets on his tape recorder and is like, overnight me some earplugs. And it's like, but you have to get this tape to your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, I, I still don't get the point of the taping. Like, why would you just call her? I think he mails them or something. Yeah, but my point uh, is, like, he needs the earplugs now but until he gets them they're probably going to be out of the hotel <laughs> yeah that's 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 a good guess um he so he does get a lot of sleep he um Love he has coffee. morning coffee yeah morning coffee flirts with audrey um he has a great comment where he's like uh she, she, she asked to, like, tag along or something, and he's like, Wednesdays were traditionally a school day. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was a kid or something like that. Yeah, when I was this kid. And, um, yeah, I think that, then she makes a comment, like, I couldn't imagine you ever as a kid. And he's like, I've got the pictures to prove it. And I'm like, why do you keep flirting with this, like, pretty much child? And then and then he explicitly asks her, how old are you, Audrey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 18. <laughs> 18. <laughs> um, Let me see the brother drunk with the uh, Icelanders. What's the brother's name again? Uh, Jerry. 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 Jerry's with the Ice- Icelanders speaking Icelandic. So he just uh, he just knows Icelandic now? <laughs> he, he speaks it pretty shittily is my understanding. Yeah, but he uh, still speaks it. Like. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says he's in love with a, a, a giant snow queen. Yeah. And then he pulls that leg of lamb out of his fucking bag. <laughs> Just this rock solid frozen leg of lamb. Yeah, he, I think he's like he says something like Jerry is so focused, or Ben is so focused on business, and Jerry's just like you know we'll sprinkle some herbs on this and you know roast it up. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> also, Jerry's um, outfits are just something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. He. He had that like crazy one on. I, I, it, it's been a week since I watched it, but yeah, I remember that one being like nuts. Um, Leland shows up looking like absolute shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need something to distract my brain. Yeah, um, it's it's like it's so it's it's clearly it's something that is sad. Like his daughter was put in the ground two days ago at this point, and. Jerry and Ben could give less than two shits. Like, <laughs> just get it. They say it later in the episode. It's like, get them out of my life. It's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> I know you're an evil yeah. mastermind here, but like. Also, this dude was like, your, has been your partner basically in crime for years now, we would assume. Yeah, we have to like, assume. He's, he's been Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry. Fuck, I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Jerry and Ben's lawyer for the company anyway, for the horn company for what we can only assume is greater than two years, probably, probably longer in a town like this. I'd imagine it's been forever, like 20 years, probably in a town like this. So it's like, it's a, it's a very close person to you. Let's just say 10 years. It's definitely more than that, but let's just say 10 years. That's still fuck. Make it five years. That's a long time. Right. They, and like, and then they're just so dismissive. <laughs> you don't want to go find another lawyer that's willing to put up with your shit. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Christ. Especially Jerry's shit, dude. That's um, just bad business. I don't know. completely gotten lost on me that they are Ben and Jerry. Benjamin and Jerry. Yeah, Hall. I did not notice that either. <laughs> a complete coincidence, but it's funny. Yeah, if it had been a snake. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, They get... Uh, Cooper gets to the Jock's apartment. Donut scenes. Yes, donut scenes. We get we get a bunch of donut scenes, but his first comment is any more donuts, Harry. Um, he like finds a flesh world in the ceiling. Um, then also he takes I, one bite of the donut and then gives it back to the deputy. <laughs> they like doesn't even um, finish the donut. God, what was it? They like so. I'm pretty sure he pulls the flesh world aside and he does like that boyish smile on again. And he's like, let's take a look. <laughs> um, they, they find male for Ronette and it's a, um, 
uh, a man in a dress. Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay. Um, and then they spot Leo's truck in one of the ads. Um, so Flesh World seems to be uh, back page or what have you. And it's like, it's it's a hooking service more or less. Uh, or services. It's, it's Craigslist. It's OnlyFans. It's only no, it's not even only. <laughs> it's only um, Shelly, Bobby Evanstein. Um, the whole like, oh, I'm gonna murder you. Da, 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 da. I really and, hate Bobby then, so much. <laughs> and then Andy shows up to uh, to like ask for Leo, and Bobby like gets scared shitless and hides in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they um, had a plan that he couldn't be there for. I know, I know. It's like he's just like peeking through the window. <laughs> when the, like when the knock comes in, like you think he like shit himself because he like making these air threats to Leo. Yeah. Um, Leo calls and uh, she also has a comment about like Leo hates my cooking. Um, yeah, Bobby threatens the air and touches her with the gun. I, the, you really shouldn't be pointing a gun at the at your girlfriend. <laughs> His finger's, like, on the trigger, too. Yeah. Soap operas, man. Um, I have silent drape runners. Norma and Ed talk about Hank. Uh, yeah, Hank's, Hank's back. I mean, it's... Uh, oh, 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 oh. This is what it is. They're, they're, they're standing outside, and Norma, like, professes her love for Ed. And is like, I'll break it off with Hank. You break it off with uh, what's her name, and Nadine, yep. and we'll just fucking be done with them and be happy. And Ed's like, I wrote here. Ed kind of backs out of the deal, and Nor- literally Norma says, "I love you, Ed." Like <laughs> Norma, Norma's not uh, Nadine's not well. Yeah, he's like Nadine's not well. I can't just up and leave her. And clearly not well. Like that woman's yeah. fucking batshit. It's only gonna get fattier. Um Yeah, and then I like she's just like, you know what? Just don't call me for for a few days. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a, there's a murderer in my house. <laughs> Jesus, like it I I feel for, for Ed and Norma, like it's like the pe- person you married is no longer the person that you originally married. Like you got, you got a bad beat on this one. Yeah. End it. You cowards. Uh, Audrey convinces Emery, who's the dude who works at the department store uh, to put her behind the perfume counter by threatening him. Cause they wanted to put her in gift wrapping. And she's like, if you don't, uh, I'll tell everybody you made a pass at me and like, you know, rip my clothes. And so she gets she gets the position at the perfume counter. Um, James and Donna meet. Oh, they meet at the gazebo. Um, this is when James gives like his like here's my tragic backstory. Uh, <laughs> it's like honestly, I mean it's tragic. It's like it's also not that tragic. <laughs> like dad yeah. left me, mom's a drunk. <laughs> like, no, I didn't want to keep I didn't want to keep any dad. secrets from you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because secrets tear people apart. That's what he was saying. Like, Meanwhile, they're lying uh, to the cops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he says, uh, "My dad didn't die. I know. I told you he died. He was a musician who ran out on us." And it's like, dude. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, that's 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 something you want to tell somebody, but like, that's not going to be a, 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 a like that's just so like first of all why would even I, I guess i guess like high school kids like you rather just say like my dad died. that's just the quality it's easier to explain that than it is like... yeah that's a deadbeat and left um i guess i guess um and then he's like my mom's an alcoholic and it he i don't know if she's a hooker because he doesn't explicitly say that, no it just or... shacks up with dudes while she's drunk yeah so here in my notes i wrote Probably not a hooker, maybe a hooker, or just a turbo slut, question mark. <laughs> um, but hey, more power to you. Uh, the alcoholism is the, the real problem there. Um, I don't I don't judge kinks, but I do judge alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
cut to uh, the donut plate getting yeah, yeah, very close. Big close up on the donuts, and they look good. Big close up. 30-second 30, 30 donut. Also, they're, they're going around the crime scene with gloves on to not contaminate it, and then they eat the donut with the gloves on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That they do. Um, they find... Uh, they work their way backwards to find Laura's ad. Um, and it has the red drapes in the background, but they don't show her face. Maddie meets with James and Donna. Right, I, I, do want to, I want to mention, though, it's like, I know the episode's called Cooper's Dreams, and like a bunch of his stuff yeah. from his dreams is coming true. But this is like, this is a terrible way to solve a crime. <laughs> like, it says you. As a, I had a dream about <laughs> red drapes, and then you <laughs> see a picture with red drapes. It's like, there's no actual evidence here other than the red drapes. Like, that's the only thing. This, and everyone just goes along with it. It's like, that's not how you solve crimes. <laughs> It is in the FBI. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they pass the donut plate. plate. Uh, Maddie meets with James and Donna uh, to basically they, they basically rope Maddie into their like we don't trust the police. We're gonna solve this ourselves. Crap. Again, because no reason to not trust the police. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie has the whole thing about like, oh, Laura and I were so close as kids. Blah blah blah. She she had like a secret hiding spot or whatever. I can go look if she has stuff there. Um, Hank comes into the uh, diner and he confronts, not confronts, has a conversation with Norma and Shelly who but also now overheard those duty. kids talking about it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, their beauty queen makeovers, which is just like big hair and oh, extra makeup. God, it's total grease, like <laughs> beauty yeah. school dropout. <laughs> Um, we get a little bit more invitation to love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Jacoby meets with Bobby. Um, there's some funny interactions there where it's Jacoby and the whole family and the camera work in that scene is something. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like, do you do drugs, Bobby? And he's like, I don't do drugs. And his mom's like, alcohol. Um, Alcohol's, alcohol is a drug. Um, he's like, that's not what he meant, Mom. Uh, <laughs> and then he gets he gets him alone, and he just starts, Jacoby and Bobby, like, he just starts, like, grilling him about Laura, and, like, clearly bringing up things Laura told him about Bobby. Yeah. And he's like, did you cry after you made love to Laura? Did she make fun of you? <laughs> she makes fun of he laugh at you and then like within a matter of seconds Bobby's like bawling and he's like he made me sell the drugs <laughs> you can get high oh she's such a pussy <laughs> it's they all are um, um, he, you know I was just thinking he reminds me have you seen What Out American Summer yeah and when I it's been a while they make uh, the, the camp like the head camp woman makes Paul Rudd pick up the trash and he's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> he's, he's so dramatic about just picking up a piece of trash. It's like, that is all of the teenage actors in this movie, especially teenage boy actors. It's just like everything they do is just like, oh, this is, oh, I can't believe this. Um, they, so they're wandering the woods looking for a cabin because they think that Jack and I think his brother's Bernard. I really don't remember the dead brother. Um, had mentioned having a cabin near the border. Uh, they run into the log lady who brings them into her cabin. And she's like, now it's time to talk to my log. We've been waiting for you. Um, but first we're going to have tea and cookies. And Cooper's trying to say like, no, we need to like get this sorted now. And Hawk is the one who's like, wait, what kind of cookie? <laughs> um, sugar. Yeah, sugar. And she's like, we have to hide from the owls in here. We'll be safe from the owls. Um, my log saw something significant. Um, it was significant. Uh, <laughs> they, the log basically tells him that there's a third man. The log, the log speaks for the trees. Yeah. Um, that there is a third man. Like they know that there were two men with Laura, but now there is a third man in the equation. Um, they follow the soundtrack of the show to the actual cabin. 
Um, also, the scene with all four faces coming up together. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. We get a clock, like one face, two face, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, at the cabin, they find the bird and the, the, the rest of the poker chip. Um, always music in the air. Always music in the air. <clears throat> so, more, the more dream trip. stuff. Yep. Uh,. Josie, we get we get like scenes of Josie sitting in Ben's office, I believe, um, while we cut to the Icelandic reception, and uh, Heba is the uh, giant queen that Jerry loves. Um, it seems like it's going fine, and they're gonna seal the deal. Leland wanders in, super disheveled. Um, Audrey snoops around. We see uh, Ben get slapped three times by Catherine. That was four. Was it three? I didn't count. It might have been I think it was four because it was excessive. It was just like, <laughs> yes, it was. He lied. She slapped him. He lied again. She slapped him. He's like, "Is this over?" And she slapped him again. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, they make out. Uh, While Audrey's watching. Yeah. Uh, she she ends up crying later in the episode, but um, Pete like randomly shows up. Pete uh, Martell, and he's drinking like a glass of milk out of a mug. Um. <laughs> totally unrelated. Um, uh, oh, it's just like because his wife's getting trashed when he's freaking drinking milk. <laughs> um, oh yeah, he makes a comment like, "Don't hit the sauce too hard, darling," and she like grabs two like champagne flutes and rips one in front of him. Um, uh, but oh, Pete, Pete also makes a comment to one of the Icelandic folk. Um, Your entire country is above the timberline. <laughs> Leland has his meltdown and starts to like dance and um Catherine goes and fakes dances with him and like Jerry takes Heba and like they, they kind of like cover up um Leland's meltdown and as they shuffle him out. Um and Audrey's crying while watching it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think she's crying. Because I, I think she knows her dad sucks, but doesn't know how much he sucks. And she's starting to find out. Yeah, I think that's what uh, so I think she was happy that it looked like her dad's plan was going to fall apart. And then he covers up the Leland meltdown. And then she remembers that he just made out with Catherine, like, in front of her, pretty much. <laughs> you know, cheated on her mom in front of her. So she's going through a lot. Um, they do the fake dances. Uh quick scene of maddie calling donna to say that she found a tape in the bedposts and laura's bedposts her secret hiding spot we double back to josie seems to be working with ben horn uh for like a triple cross that's all we know but we also don't know if he pulled her into something and he's lying to her we just know that they're they're working together somehow we just don't know what together to screw over Catherine, who is working with Ben to screw over Josie. So... It's not convoluted <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, Leo... Uh, okay, we got, like, two two big scenes left, but, like, Leo Leo gets home, and Hank shows up just to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and tell him, like, you know, how dare he run drugs while, while Hank was in prison for fucking years told you to mind the store leo not open your own franchise yeah and it's like all right um leo sucks so i guess he you know i like seeing leo get the shit kicked out of him but then he goes in he starts bitching at shelly and like nothing makes you manually beating your woman right yeah he he, he threatens her and she pulls out the gun he's like you won't do it you And then she fucking shoots him, and we don't see it. We just see the door open and close, and he yells. Um, it's just like, it's just, <laughs> he just starts screaming like a little bitch, too. <laughs> like, yeah. You'd think Mr. Manly Man here gets shy. I'd be like, oh! He's like, no. ah! <laughs> Bucks, uh, yeah, you know, she uh, doesn't even watch herself shoot him. Like, she just starts crying immediately. Yeah. Lucky she didn't shoot herself. Um, also, another waterfall scene before we see Audrey. Yep. <laughs> yep. Always. Uh, waterfall scene. Cooper's wandering back to his room. He opens the door. Or no, the door's open. Yeah. So he already 
like gun out and he's like ready for danger and it's audrey naked in bed and she's like don't make me leave we get a quick scene of cooper's face and then the episode ends um great episode phenomenal Um, episode i love that episode so much happened great show um i don't i really don't have have much to to add uh i do want to bring up the name of the next episode for predictions um if i can get them here we go episodes it would be technically the penultimate episode of the season episode seven titled episode six alternate title realization time um huh. realization it's, time it's a good one um yeah there's two left in the season uh believe it or not solve the mystery <laughs> <laughs> um and uh shit's only get more wild do you think uh do you think we should do another two, or do you want to just do one? So it's just me and you now. I'm down for one. That way, we don't have to like rush through the like. Okay. Um. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do one. Yeah. So I'm mean, like all the predictions we've been making, and you know what happens, but Bear and I have been making. It's like you know, is it Jock? Is it Leo? Is it Ben? Is it? Yeah. And now we're finding out it is all of them together. Like all this shittiness that oh. it's all connected. So Bobby was right. We killed Laurel Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you, so you, who if you had to pin it on one person who who did it? Uh, I feel like it's Leo. He's the only one we've seen that's actually killed somebody, you know. And he's also hey. unstable and stupid enough to do that. Yeah. Um, hey man. Yeah. Bobby killed guy. Um, I was actually about to say it could have actually been Bobby. Or the other idiot, but I mean, we haven't seen that guy in a little while. Mike yeah. is his name, but they are also they're the other Bob and Mike. Um, yeah, I think that's a comment. Somebody, oh, it's in Laura's diary in the first episode. She's talking about Bobby, and she's like, "Bobby killed a guy," <laughs> and like, um, nobody's really looked into that. I don't think. <laughs> Which is problematic for a lot of reasons, but uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, good show. Um, okay, leaning toward Leo. I mean, I... I obviously can't weigh in on this. Uh, the donut episode, or the donut episode, the donut scenes were obviously very good. Uh, we didn't get our, uh, uh, you know, sideways baguette eating scene. <laughs> Nothing could ever top that scene for me. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. I barely watched the Babish where he did it. Yeah. Dude, oh, man. I love Babish. He, was, he does good stuff. All right. Next week, we'll do episode seven, and uh, we'll go from there. I mean, so let's get meta with it really quick, because nobody listens to the end of the podcast. Um, do we want to just, like, power through boys peak in episodes until we complete the series and then go to a different sub podcast. Um, yeah, probably or, We'll finish twin do, peaks and then we'll switch transfer over to something else. Okay. Okay. I'm cool with that. Do our, All do right, our favorite movies next week. I, I mean, we can, we can expand it. I really want to bring in more, uh, more guests. I mean, ideally, uh, I do really want to bring in Philly Jew for an episode at some point. <laughs> I think we ask people to pick a movie that they want us to watch and talk about, and they will be our guests to also talk yeah. about it. It doesn't have to be a movie they love or their favorite movie, just a movie they want to talk about. <laughs> Works for me. I like that idea. All right. Um, with that, we'll call it an episode. Oh, unless you have any closing thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> I don't have a way to transition this one this week. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. <laughs> uh, 
You know, Stratuga, you know, man. Attention, you know, really diffuse attention in that last scene between Audrey and <laughs> I, I fun game of Stratego, you know? It could have it could have very easily just like, hey Audrey, you need to calm down. Here's this little game, we'll get your get your mind distracted. You know, it's not too complicated, but it still, you know, it still takes some effort to do. You know, that would have been a good way to end that uh end that episode. That's. I feel like that could be a whole ad campaign, like Stratego, because abstinence is the only. Choice. <laughs> um, 